Welcome to Funding the Dream, a Game Whisperer podcast for Kickstarters. This is Richard Bliss. I'm the Game Whisperer, and today I am on location at Dundracon in San Ramon, California. This is the 36th year of Dundracon, a board game, RPG, um, all kinds of stuff. All those cons that we've all been to, this is one of them. I'm joined today by... Oh, and by the way, this is episode 32. I think we're on to episode 32. Uh, and uh, I'm joined today by Aldo Giazzi from Impressions. Aldo, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for the time. Well, we are going to talk about uh, Kickstarter, obviously, is what the, the podcast is about. But tell us a little bit about what Impressions is and what you, you know, kind of where you came from and uh, what you do for the board game industry. Um, Impressions is more of a back-end company for game publishers, and back-end meaning like the behind-the-scenes. So we handle the distribution, retailer, wholesale, sales, shipping, marketing for game publishers. So once the game's made, we warehouse it, we sell it to distributors and retailers and wholesalers, and we do all of that for them. So once you see a game on the shelf, we help get it there, basically. So without you having to, you, the game publisher, picking up the phone and calling all the distributors throughout the world or all the retailers, we specialize in helping people as a service get their games onto store shelves and into distributors. Okay. How long have you been doing this, and how did you, how did you get into this business? Um, it's been 13 years, and we do impressions, or I do impressions full-time. It's what I do for a living. Um, prior to that, I was just like any other game person. I grew up on Dungeons & Dragons and being a gamer, and I decided I could make a game. And uh, back in, I was early 90s, 93, um, I just made a couple role-playing games, a couple of miniatures games. I made a couple tiny board games. But just like everybody else, I did it part-time on the side with a real job. Now, ironically... That real job was doing sales and marketing in the video game industry. So video games and non-electronic games. Um, I eventually found out that I'm actually a better salesperson than I was a game designer. <laughs> so it ended up being that um, I started helping friends of mine uh, you know, get their information out properly on their games and do all that business back-end dry stuff. So um, left the video game industry in 99 and uh, did impressions full-time specifically for board, card, role-playing, hobby game-related companies. Okay, so that is... Nobody gets rich doing that, right? <laughs> that's, why, that's, why we're, that's why we're doing what we do, right? We usually have a day job. And it was interesting that you qualified that you do this full-time because so many in the hobby... Do it, part, do it part-time. Uh, now, it's got to have been a little rough over the years, but things certainly have changed with Kickstarter, haven't they? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the hobby game industry is tough. I mean, you're, you're asking a common question. Um, uh, many of the distributors carry about 350 game publishers, and probably 40 of them are full-time entities. I mean, it's a really small number, uh, which is one reason why our business blossomed because there were so many part-time game companies. We were like their full-time sales staff. So that was one reason. It wasn't anything special that we did. It was just more the convenience and the uniqueness of what we do because most people want to concentrate on game design and making more games and they don't want to deal with picking up the phone and selling and you know, calling somebody back and trying to get orders out of people and accounting and things like that. So um, it was definitely tough. But there was the, the heyday of uh, D20 uh, that came about and then Dungeons & Dragons. And then there was the dump. We all know that the economy took a hit. Um, but with the game industry, it's a lot different. There's never super-duper giant highs and there's never super-duper giant lows. 
it's always like a little up, a little down, a little up, a little down, because when times are bad, people escape, you know, so the game industry will do well when times are bad because games are cheap and, you know, everybody likes to play a game. Uh, it's fun. And then when times are good, everybody has the money to spend on the games. But again, you're right. Nobody's really getting rich. There's very few that are doing it. So uh, Impressions and carries a whole lot of these different lines. And some of the games, some of the, the listeners probably are aware of, some of the companies that you work with, uh, who, who are a few of the companies that are using, utilizing your services that maybe some of the listeners are familiar with? Um, not specific to Kickstarter. Um, our top clients, we work with about 50 game companies at any given time. But um, all Order the Stick product comes, uh, starts with us, the Order Stick books, the Order Stick board game. Uh, we deal with all the Red Dragon Inn series uh, from Slugfest, Cutthroat Caverns from Smirk and Dagger, um, the Schlock Mercenary stuff. The, we deal with the comics and uh, another RPG book that they do. Um, but it's, the, our, our specialty is really the new game company publisher or the medium-sized guy who just needs a little bit more help because we're picking and packing and storing things in our warehouse for them because they don't, they don't want to put them in their garage. <laughs> well, they, they put them in their they garage. Do. It's their wife that doesn't want to put them in their garage. That that's right. So in this case, so you mentioned, uh, now just to be clear, clear, Schlock Mercenary, the board game is not one of your clients, but all their comic book and their other, merch, uh, their other stuff is. Yeah, they have one other book. Okay. And then, so if we, we look at that, so you mentioned Order of the Stick. Uh, I think here at the show, I was doing a session on Kickstarter. They crossed the million-dollar mark, which is absolutely crazy. So what, is, what does that mean, then, for what you're doing? Um, well, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, obviously, the Order of the Stick books sell a lot. Uh, but the biggest problem for um, Giant in the Playground, which Rich Burlew has been keeping them in print when, you know, he's always said, I do this for a living full time. You know, I can only you know, print when I have the money to print. So by the time he prints one, you know, we're lucky enough to sell out before he actually has the money to reprint yet another book. Um, we actually just sold out of our warehouse, just means the top of the, the pyramid um, of the negative one book, Start of Darkness. Um, and uh, with this Kickstarter, I mean, I don't think I'm telling any secrets. We know it's funded. So all those books are going to be reprinted that are out of stock right now. Of the six books, five are out of stock right now. Um, And we still, you know, we still have book number four left. But to get them all back at the same time is going to be pretty, pretty overwhelming, incredible and wonderful for everybody. I mean, it's, it's good. Stores will be happy. And what's interesting is that normal Kickstarter last year never crossed the million dollar mark with a single project. And yet this year, well, actually in the last week and a half, three projects now have crossed. The first one I, I'm not aware of, I can't remember. The second one was the uh, Double Fine video game, which is now right near the $2 million mark. And Order of the Stick, which has crossed the uh, $1 million mark here at the show today. What's driving all of this? What are you seeing from your end that's causing this type of excitement to happen? I... It's tough. It's, I think it's really a combination of many, many things. Kickstarter gives consumers a direct connection to the publisher or the person, so they get that, that warm, fuzzy feeling of, oh, I helped Rich Burlew, you know, get his comics out, and I interacted with him. That's one thing. Secondly, there's my more dorky business side thinks Kickstarter's a third-party company. It makes consumers feel comfortable giving their money. And then Amazon's attached to it. So again, the consumers feel like, sure, I'll give my $20 to that person because it's Kickstarter. It's not just some Joe Blow in a garage getting my 20 bucks, and I can get it back if something doesn't happen, you know, because Amazon and Kickstarter are 
third-party company. So I don't know. To me, that that again, that's my business answer. That's a psychological a psychological thing. Yeah, that that again, my dorky business answer. That's how I look at it. You know, the because the more well, because marketing, you know, marketing's all about the more comfortable you can make somebody feel with your product, the easier you're going to get their money. And that's what I'm saying. Kickstarter, third-party protection, Amazon is a well-known name. It's comfort, you know, and that connection to the publisher. Oh, I'm buddies with him now because I helped to get this. You know, you can open up the package and say, I helped to make this. So, so uh, somebody's looking at doing a Kickstarter project. They're, they're getting ready to put it out there, raise the money. You're kind of saying that, hey, once you get the money, now the in essence, the hard part starts, right? There's all kinds of things that have to be done in order to see that game come on the store shelf of the, of the, of the, of the store shelf. I'm sorry, to show up on the store shelf. You help with that. What are some of those barriers that normally, if they weren't going to go with you, what is a prospective game publisher who's just got their brand new game, what are they looking at? What kind of challenges are they faced with? Well, I, I always tell people they have a choice. You don't need our services. You can pick up the phone and call every distributor and every retailer and email list and all that other stuff and do it all on your own. You don't need our services. Um, you know, what we always say to people is we lower the barrier of entry, and instead of you picking up the phone to call 40 distributors or 2,000 stores, we've already been doing that for so many years that we just do it for you instantly. So we instantly have you into... 40 distributors throughout the world. We instantly have you potentially into 2,200 stores, at least giving those stores the option of access versus, you know, you on your own, you have to start over. So we've, we've, we've bridged the gap, that leap, if you feel like it. Of course, you pay for it. I mean, I mean, it's not for free, of course. You know, we, we work on commission, you know, but uh, again, uh, it's a choice. You can do it on your own. And I, I'm more than happy to talk to people about helping them print, helping them you know, distribute whatever, whether they use our services or not. Okay. Well, you have been, we've been talking with uh, Aldo Giazzi from Impressions here at Dundracon in San Ramon. Uh, Aldo, thank you very much for taking at least a few minutes to sit down with us. It's been busy. Your booth's been busy. Uh, a lot of traffic here. It's a very uh, high energy show. And I appreciate you taking a few minutes to share kind of the stuff that, th- some of the things that you've learned with our listeners. Thank you. Thank you for the time. It was a great meeting you. Seriously, i I told you I was interested when I saw your name. I'm like, this guy's the Kickstarter stuff. I got to ask him a few questions just to clarify. So it, it was awesome. Thank you. Well, I got to return the favor and ask you a few questions. How does somebody f- uh, get hold of you or find out more information about Impressions? Um, Impressions website is impressionsadv.net. Um, we're actually also the company behind Free RPG Day, which if you go to consumers, uh, it's not board or card game related, but it's like free comic book day, but for the role play market. So freerpgday.com as well is something we do once a year. And, uh, okay, so that, it, that was impressionsadv.net. That's impressions with an A like Alfred, D like David, V like Victor, dot net. Aldo, again, thank you for, uh, for joining us. You've been listening to Funding the Dream, a Game Whisperer podcast for Kickstarters. I'm Richard Bliss. Hopefully uh, you've heard something inspiring here today. So we're looking forward to you going out and uh, putting your project out there so we can help you fund your dream. Thanks for listening. Take care.